They are the high kids. Your host today is Jaden. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the High Kids Show on Chai FM. My name is Jaden and I am 10 years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. Coming up on Chai Kids today, I will be interviewing Sean Shimper and he is an underwater scuba diver. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to learn more about his cool job and his adventures under the ocean. Also, on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a guest song to challenge your musical knowledge. And at the end of the show, listen out to the Montgomery Jones and the search for the Lost World of Fantasy Stories audiobooks. They are really interesting and super amazing. You can also get the full stories on Miss Stop Productions channel on YouTube or on the website www.miststopproductions.com. So, stay tuned. You don't want to miss this kid's show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name so we know who it is from. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids Today. Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Jaden. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Jaden, and I am your host for today. Bef- before we start my interview today with a scuba diver named Sean Shimper, I want to introduce the tongue twister. The tongue twister is pre-shrunk silk shirts. A bit later, I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So, call me on 0101-403020 to see if you can say it faster than me. I have Sean Shimper sitting with me in the studio today, and he is a scuba diver. So, if you have any questions for him, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Sean, and welcome to the studio. And thank you for agreeing to be on my show. Good afternoon, Jaden. I am very excited to have you with me. Your job as a scuba diver sounds very exciting and also very brave. And I am looking forward to learning from you. Are you ready for all my questions? Yes. Let's dive right in. Have you always had a love for the very big ocean and being underwater? So ever since I was really small, I've always loved the ocean. 
I've loved fish and when I was small I always remember going fishing with my father and snorkeling swimming in the sea. Do you have to study any courses to be able to scuba dive? So you do. There are a couple of courses you need to do so that you can go diving. Mainly to teach you some of the physics, so some of the science behind diving that you need to know so that you can stay safe. And then also you need to learn how to use all of the equipment so that while you're underwater you can actually know what to do. One, so you can just relax and look at the fish. And two, if there is a problem, you know exactly what to do to stay safe and get yourself back up to the surface. I never knew there was that much courses to be able to scuba dive. How long do the courses take? So the first course that you would use is called an open water course. And that course normally takes, if you do it full time, between three and four days. But most commonly we do it over like a two or three week period. So you would do some studying. Then we would do some lessons on going over the stuff you studied. And then the most important part is we get into the swimming pool wearing all the equipment. And you then practice in the swimming pool doing all sorts of cool skills. So you learn how to take the mask off and put it on while you're still underwater. You learn how to take the regulator out of your mouth and put it back into your mouth still underwater. And by the time you're finishing the swimming pool skills, you're like floating neutrally buoyant, which means you're floating in the middle of the swimming pool without touching the floor, without floating to the surface. You're just floating in the middle as if you're lying on a couch. And while you're doing that, you can even learn how to take off all the equipment and put it back on underwater. So there's lots of skills you learn. Hmm. And then we take you to the, to the ocean. Or living up in Johannesburg, the ocean's quite far away. So we can also go to one of the lakes around us. There's one near Mayerton, which is about 45 minutes from Johannesburg. And there's one near Brits, which is kind of past how to be a sport dam on the way to Sun City. And we can also do your training either there, where you have to do four dives to qualify. Or you go down to the ocean and you can do the qualifying dives in the ocean. I never knew that you'd go in a pool. I have heard some people say they diving with a buddy. What is a buddy? So a buddy is basically a friend. So diving is a sport where you're supposed to always have somebody diving with you. And ideally your buddy would be somebody that's got the same or a better qualification for diving than you have. So that you can look after each other if someone gets in trouble. Remember, when you're diving, you could be at 12 meters underwater or 18 meters underwater. Or if you're over 15 years old, you could be as deep as 30 or 40 meters underwater. And if something happened to the cylinder which has got all your air in, how would you get safely to the surface? Hmm. So we dive with a buddy and the buddy has an extra regulator. So if there's something wrong with your air supply, you can get air from your buddy and you can both still safely go up to the surface. Uh, what's the deepest you've gone? 110 meters. Yeah, that's deep. Are there important rules in scuba diving? There are a couple of very important rules. So number one, 
you must never hold your breath when you scuba dive. Okay, and then remember I said you need to learn some science before you can go diving. Part of the science we learn is why you never hold your breath. And that is, if you are underwater, you've got the atmosphere, which is the air around you, pushing down on the water. And then you have the water also pushing down on you. Okay, and as you know, water is a little bit heavier than air, isn't it? So with all of that, that pressure that pushes on you pressurizes the air that you're going to breathe. So when you breathe it into your lungs and fill your lungs with air, you now have air that's compressed inside your lungs. And if you suddenly went shallower, the pressure would get less. And when you have less pressure, that air that's in your lungs would expand or get more what happens if you put too much air in a balloon too pop okay so your lungs are like a balloon so we don't want to take a chance on hurting our lungs so we never hold our breath so if you breathe in your lungs are full when you breathe out you're emptying them so if you suddenly start going shallow and you're breathing out you get rid of all the air and then it's perfectly safe so not not only with scuba diving, you um, for everything when you're underwater, you're not supposed to... It's only if you breathe the air in at the bottom. So if you breathe the air in at the surface, when you swim deeper, all that's going to happen is the pressure is going to squeeze your lungs smaller and smaller as you go deeper. Fortunately, we're really lucky that our lungs are very flexible. So you can get them squeezed quite small without any problem. And when you come back to the surface, the lungs will go back to the same size they were when you started. Mm. So it's only on scuba diving. If you're snorkeling or what we call free diving where you hold your breath and dive down, then the rules are a little bit different. Uh, tell us about some scary times you have had while diving. So diving's not really such a super scary thing to do, okay? It might be super exciting at times. So it depends what you like doing, okay? So my passion is really diving inside of caves, okay? Which is kind of a little bit scary if you haven't done that before. But it makes it really exciting when you look down a tunnel inside the ground and it's full of water and it's pitch black and all you want to do is go and see what's at the other end so that can be quite exciting okay and diving in the ocean you get really cool interaction sometimes so i've had some dives with very very strong currents and when you dive in those you might find that you never stop the sea is just pushing you really quickly and it's almost like you're flying underwater. So you feel like an aeroplane without the aeroplane. Mm -hmm. Is there a favorite dive that you have had and why was it so special? So I've dived in a lot of places around the world and there's, each place has its own special kind of dive. So if we look in South Africa, one of the places we dive at is down just off Scottborough which is near Durban. It's just a little bit south of Durban. And the diving there, 
is really exciting diving because you go out with a boat and you're about six or seven kilometers away from the beach when you drop into the water. And that site has a shallowest point of six meters and the deepest part around that specific reef is around 30 meters. Okay, and it's a fossilized sand dune. So it's a sand dune that's turned into stone. And it's got some coral on, and it's got lots of fish. But because of where it is, you have lots and lots of exciting sea life. And you never know what you can see. I've dived there and seen sailfish swimming past. I've dived there and had a big tiger shark swimming past. And I've even got dives we have done where I've watched dolphins chasing fish for dinner. <laughs> so you can have some quite exciting diving there. But I've dived there where with the current really strong, we've done more than two kilometers in 40 minutes. Yeah. Is there an age for both young and old people to dive? Can my grandpa and I both qualify? So there is an age that you can start diving. You have to be 10. So I think you match that, don't you? Yeah. So you could start diving, okay? And the oldest person to go diving is as long as the doctor says that you're healthy enough, you can go diving. So there's no maximum age as long as the doctor can say you're medically healthy enough. So yes, if your grandpa's fit and healthy, you could go diving with him. Hmm. What are some of the... What are some of the other dangers a diver can experience underwater other than sharks and running out of oxygen? Okay, so we spoke about the whole running out of air that you can get air from your body. Okay, other dangers can be when you are diving, remember I said there's so much more pressure on you and it's pressurizing the air. So air has a gas called nitrogen in it and a gas called oxygen. You know that oxygen is what keeps you alive, right? Yes. <laughs> so the nitrogen actually takes up most of the air you're breathing. It's only 21% oxygen and 79% nitrogen. But nitrogen doesn't do anything to us. So it just takes up space. And when we go diving... When we're under pressure, we push more of that nitrogen into our bodies. And if we have too much of it when we come to the surface, we can get a disease called decompression sickness, which means the nitrogen bubbles come out and make bubbles inside your body. Exactly the same way, if you take a Coke bottle and shake it, and I told you to then open it, would you want to do that? No. Wow, what's going to happen? It's going to explode. Exactly. So that's the same thing. When you shake a Coke bottle, Coke bottle's full of carbon dioxide, also under pressure. Hmm. So when you take the lid off, it explodes and makes bubbles <laughs> everywhere. So one of the diseases you can get from diving for too deep or for too long is decompression sickness from nitrogen bubbles in your body. So we're very careful to dive for a certain amount of time. There's very good tables or charts. Or we dive with a computer on our wrist, which tells us how long we can go diving. It looks like a watch, but it measures the depth, the pressure, the temperature, the time. And some of them even tell you how much air is in your cylinder and how long it will last with how fast you're breathing it. 
So they can be quite fancy as well. Hmm. Besides the ocean, where are other cool places for a diving experience? So like I said to you, you can dive inside caves. So in Mexico, there's massive systems of caves that's hundreds of kilometers long with little openings that come up in different places. In South Africa, we dive in those two quarries I told you about. Okay. And in Europe, there's a couple of really pretty lakes that people dive in. There's one where in the winter months, it's a park. And in the summer months, it floods with water, and then you can dive in it. So mm. that can be quite cool. Or some rivers. There's quite a few rivers that you can dive as well. When you, when you said uh, Mexico, my mind just wondered how many um, countries you've been to. How many? So I've been diving in the Maldives, which is the middle of the Indian Ocean. I've been to, let's see, Indonesia and a couple of different destinations over there. I've been through to dive in Reunion, which is near Mauritius. Oh. Okay. I've also been diving in Mozambique, in South Africa, and then a couple of small places around here as well. That's a lot of places. Mm. Oh, and then in Egypt, which is one of the best dive sites in the world. Uh. Where are some of the best dive spots in South Africa? So in South Africa, I told you about Alawal Shoal, yes. okay, which is down near Scottborough, which is south of Durban, which is really nice. In winter, the ragged tooth sharks come there to mate. So the male sharks swim up from the south, like from PE and things like that. The female sharks come down from the north. And they meet on the reef to mate. So you can go diving sometimes in winter and have 20 or 30 ragged tooth sharks swimming around you. Which is really exciting because they're like big puppy dogs. <laughs> like three meter long puppy dogs that swim next to you. And they mostly sleep in the day. Then if you go a little bit further north, you get to a place called Sudwana. So Sudwana is just before you get to the Mozambique border. And that's a very different destination because that has got some of the most beautiful coral reefs on the planet. Okay, there's a reef there called Seven Mile, which is rated in the top 10 dive sites in the world. So South Africa's got some really cool places to go diving. And if you dive in the Cape, we know that it's going to be cold water. If you've been down to Cape Town. Yes. So you know that water can be really cold. Mm -hmm. But you have the kelp forests to dive in which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And there's lots and lots of shipwrecks down there. So you can dive on all those sorts of exciting destinations or play with the seals. Hmm, that's lots of things. Is diving an expensive hobby? Well, that's a difficult question because it depends on how much is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so you can learn to dive. I think at a relatively reasonable price. So you're probably looking in the region of six or seven thousand rand for the entry level course if you're renting equipment. And then it depends on where you travel to to do your diving. If you travel to the lakes, it's not so expensive. If you travel to Sudwana, 
maybe a little bit more. And if you travel and dive like we're going in August next year in the Red Sea, then you're going to be staying on a boat for seven days. And the boat drives you around and you dive off the boats every day. Are there so, beds on the boat? Yes. There's cabins. There's four decks. Every time you turn around, somebody will say, are you hungry and give you food? You can lie in the sun. It's mm. really, really nice. So it depends on where you're going. The equipment, again, it's like riding a bicycle. Is riding a bicycle expensive? No. You're not so sure. It depends how expensive <laughs> your bicycle is, yeah. isn't it? So the equipment, it depends on how expensive or what equipment you want, which can change the price. But it's nice because if you qualify as a scuba diver, you are qualified in the entire world as a scuba diver. And it never expires. We have a little question from Kelsey. And the message says, Hi, Jaden. Are you not scared of the sharks when you dive? Well, I haven't dived yet, so uh, I can't answer that. Wow, Sean. This is all very, very interesting. And I want to know lots more but I am now going to give you a little rest. So let's take a quick song break and we will be right back. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Jaden. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Jaden and my name is Jaden and I am 10 years old. Before I carry on with my interview with Sean Schimper, who is a scuba diver, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is pre-shrunk silk shirts. And our guest the song for today is... Send your SMS to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019 if you know what the song is. If you have any questions for my guest, Sean, then you can send an SMS to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019 or call on 010-140-3020. Now... Let's carry on learning all about what a scuba diver actually does. Sean, can I ask a few more questions, please? Sure. When I think of the sea and diving, I just think of big, scary sharks. Are you scared of sharks? No. Sharks don't do anything to divers. They like to come and say hello, and most of the time they go, this is so boring, and they swim away. So it's really exciting when the shark stays with you so that you can get a close-up look at the shark. Actually, I um, read today before the interview that sharks don't actually have bones. Yes. I never so knew So they that. don't have bones like you have bones. They've got cartilage instead, so like in your ears. Which are the most dangerous sharks to see when diving? Well, it's really hard to say they're dangerous because they don't attack divers. But the <laughs> ones that everyone always wants to see that are super exciting is great white sharks, 
okay, tiger sharks, and then bull sharks, or Zambezi sharks as we call them in South Africa. What should you do and not do when encountering sharks whilst diving? So it's exactly the same as with any other predator. What do you do if there's a dog chasing you and barking at you? Do you run away? Oh, I would run away. Are you supposed to run away? No. You're supposed to stand, stand still, still and, and not make eye contact. Yes. So when you're diving with sharks, if the sharks are swimming around, you just stay where you are and you look at them. And if you can, you take pictures because it's very seldom you get to see them like that. So sharks are really easy to be with. And most of the time they don't see us as anything besides this thing to have a look at and swim past. Uh, have you ever found treasures or anything precious on any of your dives? I found a few things. Nothing that's like treasure from like a sunken ship. Mm. But I've found one or two wedding rings lying on the bottom of the ocean. Ooh. So some people must have been in trouble when they got home. Mm -hmm. I've also found, remember I said we dive with dive computers? Yes. So I found one or two of those lying on the bottom of the ocean where somebody's dropped it. Hmm. And I've even found some dive equipment that somebody must have dropped in the ocean. Can a person who wears glasses to see still be able to dive? Yes. There's two choices. You can wear contact lenses yes. and then the normal mask. And if you get water in the mask, which you would call a set of goggles, but we call it a mask. So if you get water in, you just close your eyes until you get the water out, which is easy to do underwater. Or you also get where optometrists can put lenses, the same as your glasses, into the lens on the mask. So you then have like underwater glasses. How would, how would you get the water out underwater? So when you're underwater... If you hold the mask against your forehead so it stays sealed, you breathe the air through your mouth with a regulator, and then you simply blow out the air through your nose. And as you put more pressure inside the mask than the water, it pushes all the water out, and then you can see again. If I'm not a strong swimmer, will I struggle to scuba dive? Not necessarily. Scuba divers don't have to be very strong swimmers. The test for being able to be a good enough swimmer is you have to be able to swim 200 meters without stopping, okay? And you have to be able to float in the deep end without standing on the floor for 10 minutes. But you can swim doggy paddle, you can swim on your back, you can swim <laughs> breaststroke, you don't have to swim any specific stroke as long as you can do that distance. And that's just so we know that if something happens in the water and you have to swim to the boat or the shore, you can swim that distance and be safe. Wow, very interesting and amazing. Does the word scuba stand for anything? Yes. It stands for self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Oh. If someone asks me, me what it stands for, I'll probably remember some words, but some <laughs> I'll forget. Well, I have no doubt that there are now many eagles listening, wanting to go out and find out about doing a scuba diving course. How does one go about finding out more? So the easiest is to get hold of 
a scuba diving center. And then you can speak to them about when they hold courses, where they hold courses, and set up so that you can go diving. I'm sure if you like afterwards, I can give you my details and you can also help people out. If they're looking, they can contact me and we'll help them. Thank you. That would help a lot. I have a cousin who loves to dive and I've heard him speak about when you come up from deep from deep water too quickly, you can get quite sick. There is a name for the sickness that starts with a B. One word, do you know what that word is and have you ever had it? Okay, it starts with a D, decompression sickness. Oh. Okay, that's what I was talking about earlier, remember, with the nitrogen? Okay, so that's a sickness is from coming up from too deep too quickly or staying underwater for too long. And fortunately, I haven't had it. You have to be nice and careful when you're diving so you stay healthy. Hmm. Is it tiring carrying all of your equipment? Those tanks look super heavy. If you're walking around outside, it's tiring and they are heavy. A dive cylinder will weigh around 15 kilograms. You might have a couple of extra lead weights so that you can sink with your wetsuit on. So it is heavy to carry outside the water. But when you put that same cylinder in the water, it only weighs like three kilograms. So once you're in the water, the equipment is very light and very easy to work with. It's only outside that it's heavy. Oh. Are there any people who are not allowed to dive? There are a couple of medical conditions that would stop you from diving. So those medical conditions, that's why I said you would need to. Before anyone can go diving, you have to fill in a form that asks you a whole lot of questions. And check with a doctor. And then if you say yes to the question, meaning that you've had a broken leg or you've done something silly at some point, then you might have to go to the doctor and the doctor can check out and say, yes, you can dive or no, you can't. But... In almost every single situation, people can go diving. There's not that many situations where you can't. Wow. My favorite sea animal are dolphins. Have you ever seen them on your dives? Yes. I've seen dolphins lots of times. And dolphins are really cool when you see them underwater. So I've had some really nice interactions, like I told you at Alawal Shoal, where I've watched the dolphins hunting. I've also had it where a young dolphin has come up to me and when I breathed out, so I blew bubbles in the water, it breathed out of its blowhole so it could also blow bubbles in the water. Thank you very much, Sean, for coming on my show today and for this very interesting interview. I know I have learned so much about what it takes to be a scuba diver. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the high kids. Your host today is Jaden. That song was I'm Gonna Run This Dump from The Lion God. This is High Kids. For kids, by kids. My name is Jaden and I am 10 years old. Lots of answers have come through for the Guess the Song Challenge. Thank you all for playing. Remember, our guest the song challenge is...
So now let's find out what the answer is to our guess the song challenge is. The answer is Vusi drum rolls please. Can't wait to be king from the Lion King. Well done to those. Well done to those who guessed it right. This has been Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Jaden and I am 10 years old. Thank you once again to my guest Sean Shimper for coming on my show. Thank you to my producer Senna and to Vusi for pushing the big red buttons. Reminder to catch the Montgomery Jones and the search for the Lost World of Fantasy Stories segment right after the show. They are really interesting. You can also get the full stories on Mist Stop Productions channel on YouTube or on the website www.miststopproductions.com. Join us next week, Monday, for another Chai Kid show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Jaden, over and out. Goodbye, kids.